everyone welcome back to black girl couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for a final episode for this season anyway of vikings valhalla yeah that's how i said it this is episode eight the end of the beginning written by eon mcnami did i say that right and directed by david frizay i gave this episode a 9.6 out of 10 I will say I watched too much TV and some of the 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 slides uh, I kind of already expected and I also did a lot of research on the real Vikings prior to watching this episode <laughs> so unfortunately while there were surprises they didn't surprise me uh, but it still was a good action-packed uh you know hour of 45 minutes of tv we lost a lot of some homies which i was not happy about i was like cool we can't we can't get one one black person <laughs> survive this even though i was happy to see at the end of their life altora is her name that uh you know it is as it should be her being the second in command leading the forces and then not freitas taking uh freitas giving orders and her being the recipient of that so i was glad to see in her last moment they course corrected but uh yeah i, I really like where it left our characters particularly Leif, who has been all of a cinnamon roll this entire season it looks like our cinnamon roll is not going to be so flaky <laughs> <laughs> and sweet next year uh i have a feeling season two he's gonna be more like his father and i feel like with how the story arcs line up that we will get eric the red in this seat in the series and i'm here for it i want to see eric the red i want to get back into the berserker phase because it's interesting i think that that's going to be a bigger part of Leif's story then uh then i first surmised with this show i thought he'd be more involved in the england stuff but no i have a feeling his path is going to lead more so towards the sagas because there are two different sagas eric the red and leif uh, erickson which i didn't realize eric's son huh <laughs> and then freitas is eric stada so eric's daughter oh my god I love when my mind gets all blown like that <laughs> over very simple things. Before we jump into the recap, wherever you listen to this podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, go down to the rating section, drop a few stars, leave a review. Very much helps the algorithm. You can also find my social media there. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you want to send feedback, for the replacement of this show, which will be Suspicion on Apple TV, like our couch at gmail.com. So, we're going to break it up between England and Cadigat. I think that's where both of the, the stories took place. Uh, we knew from last episode that Emma had a plan. She said, Trust me to find Canute's uh, fleet. And that's exactly what, what they ended up orchestrating and i knew immediately that it was orchestrated the way she walked in 
the way uh, Elgifif, whatever, the way she was standing there, all very preening, and Forkbeard's like, yeah, I brought your your brother here. He's gonna take you back to Normandy. You're no longer welcome here. I have to stand be behind uh, Elgawiffy, the lawfully wedded wife <laughs> of uh, Canute, even though he knows that the handfast is not lawful she's saying you know let me send the message to canoe no one's gonna send the message she gets upset won't let anyone touch her as she leaves and then her and her fleet and her sons all uh put on their pelts and jump in some ships and are seen sailing away from the castle now that Elgawiffy got what she wanted she's all like yeah so i'm your daughter-in-law why don't you trust uh why don't you well she makes a mistake her first mistake is she she doesn't uphold her promise right he's like okay i did what you did what you wanted me to do now hand over the location of his fleet well you know i gave you the promise that i wouldn't send this fleet to other people i didn't actually tell you i was going to tell you the location oh now you fucked up now you fucked up now you fucked up you have fucked up now now you fucked up now you fucked up now you fucked up now you fucked up i also want to point out how godwin because i got a lot of shit <laughs> which that's true that's true what i was saying at the time even though that was the one thing that surprised me was that godwin actually was still working on behalf of Forkbeard, which actually makes my statement from last episode about his loyalty to the person in charge to be true however Mimi made a good point you cannot be loyal if you're also opportunistic um it can that can contradict a bit right if you're willing to move with the tide you're not really loyal you're more opportunistic to put your cards in the right deck so yes correct uh should have used that phrasing instead of loyal but actually it flipped in this episode where he from the jump of calling her queen instead of even moving with the tide as i suspected he was doing last episode he was actually doing everything on behalf of Forkbeard. and uh she really was caught up on that queen you was the person that called me queen you are a queen just not of england congratulations you played yourself i don't know how you cannot see that shit is gangster but she didn't like Littlefinger or varus even though she was more empathetic of varus because he had a shitty childhood <laughs> i don't think there are any good players on in a chess game that's that's a terrible analogy because people who play chess are not inherently evil what i'm saying is the game does not necessarily not require some sacrifice of your morale or morality um so prior to knowing that you know she sent away she decides to call godwin to her godwin is like what's up she wants to ingratiate herself with Forkbeard now that she has withheld her promise so she wants to try to find another way to get on his good gracious 
now that she thinks she's queen of england and so he tells her or she mentions the mercia situation he coaches her through how to well he spoke for her in front of fork beard who was just eating that uh that neck bone like it was the (laughs) that chicken (laughs) bone thigh whatever he was tearing that up but she's like let me go to mercia these are my people i understand let me get them in line he's skeptical of her success they end up going to mercia she pleads her case she says it didn't work out with striona to go against the vikings and try to have their independence you're gonna have to give that shit up and you're gonna have to fall in line with the rest of us and that i will be your representative in the court and if you allow me to be that i then can i can go ahead and and be there for your interest which i think they still are using her for i don't know if they are going to send her back to norway at the end of this episode because she can then be utilized once again as a pawn say for olaf who did end up um escaping the season alive even though he killed Liv. i told you what did i tell you didn't i tell you because i told you mm-hmm. and when did i tell you a long time ago and what did i say will happen when i told you exactly what just happened they gonna make us wait a few seasons to see that son of a bitch go down so after uh after some time passes and she comes back she well first of all she's drinking wine and she invites godwin in to keep her company he's like uh okay did they fuck because that that beat that he gave her (laughs) um she comes back this was the greatest scene when everyone's partying for her and she's so excited coming back to court like guess what daddy i did what you said i couldn't do except who's sitting in the 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 king's chair not even the queen's chair i don't care it's a throne i only seen one who's sitting there queen emma hello motherfucker She immediately went to Godwin and that's when he told her because she's like you were in on this yeah yeah I was because they just basically sent her on a busy work mission <laughs> and she left to give it her enough time to find the fleet she wants to know where Forkbeard is she's like where else would he be going for his enemies with your grandson <laughs> with your children that you also try to use as uh as a card he, he, you took all your cards and now you ain't left you left here stranded with nothing in your deck to play you can't fuck with queen Emma's uh or Canute's sons have quite a future ahead of them which we'll talk about in uh in the real life Vikings after we discuss feedback for this episode so look forward to that uh after this scene (laughs) you see Forkbeard with his 
grandsons heading to Cadigat. Uh, I guess it doesn't take that long. <laughs> I don't even care. Where he tells his grandson, particularly Harold, that let this be the first lesson to you, traitors. Uh, do not go unpunished. And they roll up after Olaf thinks he won. He was like, it's impossible. He's not going to be able to come and show up and get his revenge. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. So while Al Olaf, almost call him Aleph, while Olaf did succeed in his plan, it was literally all for nothing. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir! Which is the perfect segue to Cadigate. Uh, for a minute, just half a second, I thought maybe, just maybe, Mimi was right. But I figured like four seconds in, he wasn't. <laughs> that Harold did indeed switch sides because Olaf is his half brother. Uh, he thought that would be a believable excuse to get in on with them and to figure out what their plan is so that he can warn Cadigat because he technically feels very emasculated by the woman he loves. Jackie, I'm jealous of you. This is quite a change from the from the Herald I know of uh, realism. That's what the fuck am I saying from <laughs> from history? but i i am open to where this may go i still think it's i think it's doomed i think we're gonna support it in the beginning because you know we're gonna want to but i i think it's ultimately doomed to fail this freitas and harold romance and it might be responsible for some of his uh harold's particular mannerisms as he's been called uh in later life but he is trying to do what he thinks is best. Freitas was looking for him. Leif's like, you should trust him. Liv and Leif, as they're getting the, the forces ready to defend Cadigat, have a little conversation where she's like, no, talk to me. Once again, I feel like their relationship is just less matured. And I know what Mimi was saying. If I didn't get to jump that and we in love, we might just not have seen it, but... I also feel you what you're saying because we all just wanted to, I think that was me uh that was shy who wanted to selfishly just see him naked well you got half of your wish it's raining man hallelujah it's raining man but she tells them that they're fighting or he's fighting they're both fighting for their future together even though she knows that he's not necessarily a believer in the old gods. He mentions that Freitas is fighting for the old gods. Everyone has a reason for what they're doing and he still feels very lost. And I think that checks with uh, with his persona from the sagas, I think, I believe. And thus, he had to get that pep talk to to get himself in the mood of why he is fighting for what he's fighting for freitas has uh, a very it seems sexual experience when that one dude was brought in to be sacrificed by having a drill 
um, cranked into his skull. Oh, that's nasty. Oh, they're so nasty. The priest then comes in, drinks the, or well, she was already there. They were performing the sacrifice in the great hall and she drinks the blood and Freitas was totally down for that. And I was over in the corner, not. <laughs> it's just like, yes. <laughs> so then homeboy harold convinces olaf and corey corey is not too happy to see harold who literally doesn't even pretend to like him like this psychopath olaf knows he's a psychopath doesn't want to fuck with him but totally intends to use him so that he could be the fodder <laughs> that he needs with his followers to be manned down while he's the true hero because he's like yeah he's fucking crazy he talks to a non-existent person in a cage <laughs> i just rather love the fact that olaf did as much as i don't like olaf was was still like yeah that guy it's fucking crazy that guy <laughs> it's like there's ambition behind what i'm trying to do i'm not trying to purge the world yeah i did shit when i did the olaf and him had a conversation where he almost feels like it. he's like yeah i know you betrayed me you know why did you choose to betray me are you still going to be with me because look i'm going to be able to take over Cadigan, and despite the fact that because we both betrayed each other to be fair and i would rather us get past that and move on because you're still my half brother but he knew that deep down his brother wasn't gonna leave freitas or leif he's like you have two two relationships with that family <laughs> which you are willing to sacrifice so much you're in love with both of them so uh i knew you was not about to give that shit up for me so he played them by letting them uh, or letting him reveal what the attack was plan of attack was during their parlay with uh haken to see if they can they can finish this peacefully freitas is very disgusted by him trading sides but like leif said you should trust him <laughs> if you're so quick to think that he would betray you then that means that you don't really trust him which is not a great sign if you're supposedly in love uh he then tells her that they didn't die in a fire he's letting us know that they're gonna come by sea so now they go back and reinforce to prepare except it was a double cross they did have corey's men a knife to to harold's throw and olaf came and killed the guards like yeah no <laughs> so the fact that, that he's not willing to kill him he's like i'll let you go to your fate but i'm gonna be the winner in this so he, he lets him just uh horse back off into Cadigate where he is mortally or severely wounded when he takes an axe to the gut but he wants to fight for Cadigate. he wants to fight for freitas and he also know corey knows Corey has a, a hard on for killing her haken is hit with two swords or two arrows into the chest and it's her second in command atora who fights to allow her the chance to get away with a few others i was very sad to see that occur arne died as well trying to kill 
Corey's followers. So he had some redemption at the end. Uh, Hagen dies letting um, Freitas know, hey, you're the last. Whatever you do, you have to survive. So I'm glad that they showed that that relationship was important to her. But she's the last one. Or they're going to forget their entire history. So Freitas is now doubled down <laughs> in paganism. Whereas I'm sure Harold has not. Uh, he says he'll follow her all. But at some point, his religion's going to be a problem. Corey finds Freitas after Haken has passed on. After she says, yes, I will do what you say. The one who has taught me all that I know. You know, there's just no black people left anymore. <laughs> They're like, we got you to get into this shit. You better have some black people show up in season two. That's all I'm saying. Don't listen to those idiot people online that don't even know that this is all. Half of this shit about half of these people is based on stories written after the fact. Can't really confirm all of the factual shit. They know their history or they, they want to defend their history, but they don't actually know it so they get their fight on which i knew that at the end corey was going to get decapitated and the thing that made this happy for me was the fact that he was terrified when it was happening he didn't go out like a g he went out like a bitch talking about no no mama no you are dead 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 you are dead 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 you were hot guess what you're not you are dead 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 Leif is dealing with his own problems because Olaf rolls in the town and immediately just shanks uh live <laughs> I will remember you Harold meanwhile is bleeding uh no one's coming to his aid Leif's too busy uh over there mourning Liv who begs to have him say that he will meet her in Valhalla she knows that she is dying he's trying to stop the the bleeding of the wound but unfortunately she dies before he can say that he will and then he uh goes into berserk mode a little bit later but we'll come to that it was nice knowing you when we did live it was nice knowing you when we did freitas comes out looks over at harold on the ground <laughs> and she really looked like she was not about to go over there and help him and he was devastated as their eyes met thinking she really did think i betrayed her but then she comes back with two horses and says we got to get out of there they do uh leave Cadigan, but then she looks back and he's like there's nothing we can do and i'm like ain't your brother there you just rolled out without your brother later bitch get fucked i don't know how i feel about that but they could easily come back in like i don't know a week or something <laughs> so as stated earlier Olaf gets to the Great Hall. He's super excited. He's like, get that thing out of here. Someone just ticks up a uh, Corey's head. <laughs> he goes up, announces himself as the King of Norway. Finally took Cadigat. And right as he's celebrating, someone comes in and is like, ships, a whole shit of them coming our way. It is 
Forkbeard to say, Nobody fucks with the Jesus. He was so disgusted, he had to take off his fucking pelt. It's like this some bullshit. It's like literally someone uh, dumping cement on your coronation. Because <laughs> all of his people abandoned him, including his right hand. Because they know that Canute's Fury uh, revenge is on its way. And Forkbeard is not even as nice as his daddy or as his son so yeah i loved everything about that that's when we see harold harefoot sees a woman that a uh, few women were about to be raped they didn't even that's disrespectful the same disrespect that olaf paid uh Leif when he saw that he was upset that he killed his girl he's like off to the cat off to the great hall no one cares about this person over here <laughs> they've just like totally written him off and so did the people coming in they saw him there's like he's like get out and they're like yeah don't you see we're trying to rape these women right now but he ends up killing them all going full berserker mode and harold comes in to discover why that lady was running away and he finds Leif covered in blood looking like he wants to kill olaf as soon as he gets his hands on him and i am here for that punk ass bitch motherfucker kill that punk ass bitch where is Forkbeard? where else would he be says emma beating ass and kicking names or something around that <laughs> commentary <laughs> So I thought the action scenes were very strong in this episode, minded me very much of Vikings. Uh, Mimi asked me, <laughs> did I already bring this up? If uh, the original Vikings is better than Valhalla, and I'm like, yeah. But I think this is still a good, uh, a good story arc, a really good season. I've enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to season two. So they definitely pulled me in. Just can you? Um, find me some more black people to love and support that's all i'm asking <laughs> i don't give a fuck about how realistic it is even though it probably would be and i think that is a good spot to leave it as a segue directly into the feedback Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for the Valhalla Vikings finale episode. I don't even know. Is it seven or eight? I don't remember. Anyways, this one's feedback is coming in hot. I just finished watching the episode, so many emotions are running through my mind as I try to quickly process this one and get you some feedback so you can get your podcast out um i mean unfortunately i'm just not able to watch too much um tv too many tv shows during the week um so a lot of my tv watching or show watching is 
on the weekends and so of course i had today off um had to do some errands so i was able to get an earlier start on things and then i'm not as tired as i normally would be on a friday late afternoon early evening wow as for this one so much so much uh first of all i had a lot of wtf moments <laughs> this episode first with the aiden cat i was like this is some crazy shit i'm sorry <laughs> there's just not a religion in the world that's gonna have me doing that it's just not i mean <laughs> I, I just, it's just not going to happen. Uh, I, 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 I don't even know. I, 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 more power to those that are that far in, that's all in on that type of stuff. But I am not sacrificing in that manner. That is the most gruesome and painful way to die. I, I don't know. I, I can't. Ah, then we have the whole war being off and the, all the twists and turns, everyone backstabbing everybody. It was <laughs> and of course, everyone being, it was just funny to me. Olaf backstabbing Corey, however you say his name, Corey backstabbing Harold, Olaf backstabbing Harold, uh, Emma backstabbing sort of i mean i don't know if you want to call it backstabbing because i'll forget her name you know they're canute's pagan wife uh, i can't always remember her name but uh her and fork beard i'm telling you, emma she she she's got me man this this woman is the goat this, this you cannot out strategize her you cannot she's just <laughs> she's on a level of her own and you, you got to just have mad respect for that. Mad respect. They played that to a T. That was perfect. Played into their, the old girl played into their hands. They all played it off real well. Even Godwin was, you know, by the way, you and Mimi's um, <laughs> talk on that, on what loyalty is and all that stuff. Um, that was hilarious. But yeah, that whole thing. I mean, it had me fooled for a set for a while there. I was like, "What? What's happening here?" But then it all came together in the end, and I'm kind of surprised they, like, Canute did not make an appearance in these last two episodes. So he, they really did send him off, <laughs> off camera to deal with Denmark. So I thought he was gonna come back to it um, in this episode, um, but he did not. And so you got. Um, Emma and Forkbeard sending an old girl off to um, Mercy, Mercia with this alleged or um, I shouldn't say alleged it was a, a ruse I should say a ruse to have her bring Mercia online with the with the, the King of England now and and so while they were at it they gave him more time to Oh my gosh, she just played right into it. I'm like, you, you know, don't hate you, don't hate the player, hate the game, man. Cause that was just that was just on point. I loved it so much. Oh my god, <laughs> just hella respect. Um, then we have the Shield Warriors and them going up against um, crazy dude, um, Haken Hawken, Diane Hurl Hawken Haken. I don't know how to say her name. I still don't know. And it's what seven episodes. 
Um, they're like, get her to safety. I'm like, uh, no, dog, she did. <laughs> she ain't that, that her getting the safety thing ended the minute them arrows pierced her body. So yeah, she's been shot. Um, so that was funny to me. And then of course the shield warrior leader that she ended up dying. Um, then as I predicted and feared and worried about live died, so his the one person that grounded him, Leaf that is, the one person that kept him from going totally to the dark side or to the berserker side of things was gone. And then what was so sad was, and I guess she, I mean, I mean, and I guess she knew that he was, um, was, had a, what is it called, dilemma of faith. I don't know, for some reason, I sometimes just can't come up with the right word. Um, and so she had him try to make him promise that she, you know, he's going to come to Valhalla to be with her. And he couldn't even do it, even for Liv. Um, of course, he said it when she died. But, I mean, at that point, it was too late. I mean, so you could really tell. And, and you could see his conflict um, and how it was conflicting with... Um, you know, when Aiden, that guy was sacrificing himself, he's just not about that life. I mean, that's not, uh, and maybe Harold has something to do with it. Maybe he had already been having those, um, questions about faith before he got there and then being exposed to different, um, situations, just heightened that, all that stuff, his, um, that dilemma, um, of course, uh, I wrote down because I did write a few notes on here and I just cause, I mean, I try to. But it's kind of hard when you're trying to focus on watching the episode and especially with there was so much going on. But I was like, bye, bye, bye to to Corey, Corey, whatever, how you say his name. Crazy dude. Say goodbye to him. Freitas was badass and doing that. Of course, I screamed no when Harold got hit with that axe. I was like, damn, everybody's dropping like flies in this bug. I, I know, I know I was, I said, I didn't predict all these people dying. <laughs> Obviously, I knew we were going to lose some, there was going to be some casualties. We were going to lose some characters that we've come to know, but, uh, but yeah, so we lost quite a few that we've, um, you know, like, oh, of course, so I wasn't attached to him, but the, the guy that um, Leaf had an issue with early on because he killed his father, he ended up dying. Um, and uh, Liv and Hakon, Harkon, Hurl, whatever her name is, Corey, of course, that's not a bad thing. Then we got Harold, thank God, he was just injured. He didn't die, so I was scared of that when I saw that at first. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, and, and of course they left us. I was like, oh hell no, they didn't leave. <laughs> they didn't end it like this. <laughs> so I was like, I was so engrossed that I didn't even realize that we were headed. Like you know, this was the end of the episode. So uh, of course I was cracking up when um, uh, Olaf was like, you know, he's the big boss. You know, going into the hall thinking, yeah, I got y'all behind. I got y'all, and then come to find out, nope player you got to go um so that was funny um but damn i'm telling you wow and like i i just can't say it enough emma mad respect that girl she she's just she's she's on another level 
So don't know when season two is coming out, but I just can't believe they left us on such a cliff uh, cliffhanger. Well, it's kind of like in regards to what the hell is happening with Leaf. We see that Freitas and Harold goes away to wherever they're going. So they don't realize that Kataket didn't get, well, at least, at least not by Olaf and his gang. Uh, of course, that they also cracked me up that everybody is like, oh shit, Forkbeard is here. We out. <laughs> so, but I thoroughly enjoyed this finale. It was very action packed and um, yeah, it got me excited for season two because I definitely want to know what happens next. Where did, what, you know, with Canute, with England, with Leaf, with Freitas and Harold, all of that stuff. What does the last mean? What is that supposed to mean? I still don't understand that. Did they even talk about that or give an explanation for that? But anyway, on that note, until next time, much love, peace, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. So uh, pretty much along the same lines, uh, loved, uh, agree with you that Queen Emma is is definitely given that title in her own right uh she's the fact that Forkbeard was so hesitant to trust her and then he literally left her on the throne that's some bad that is she's the absolute goat i admire her i love her i love the way she presents herself she understands her worth she understands that she has a brain she understands that you know I'm in the best interest of this country. And I, I think that women like Queen Emma are not given enough credit in history, uh, particularly in these particular times of how much influence they have in keeping the government together, especially when they're dealing with the men in their lives that very often go off to war and fight campaigns. And they're the ones that are actually managing things. That's why. Uh, that was such a criteria of upper class women like you couldn't just be eh, sometimes a lot of them but you also needed to know how to manage your household I mean it depends on what area you're in right because Victorian England versus say uh, the middle ages yeah knights and stuff when the lord had to leave they needed to make sure they had a capable wife of keeping the shit together so uh women are, are definitely ignored in the historical record with how much they truly were just as important to the kingdoms as their their heavily mentioned husbands or sons or whatever uh i think you meant crisis of faith but i also know what you mean when i want words they never want to seem to come when i need them <laughs> <laughs> and lastly with Leif yeah I think when he almost died on that mission and that girl came and gave her gave him the cross he really felt that God intervened right then and spared his life and then after this pagan sacrifice he's like yeah so your gods totally failed and Kattegat failed and then Christianity showed up and they won the day so i think i'm gonna put my lot in with these guys <laughs> is where i think leif is the direction i think leif is heading um so yeah yeah good stuff 
for this finale and i cannot wait as well i can't wait until you get into to other rankings because that's gonna be some exciting i mean this show is good once again it is good but it, it ain't got nothing on ragnar ragnar lothbrook and all those shenanigans there's a lot of shenanigans but uh, as i was stating you know to to judge is is a little different because michael hurst really was under the belt every season because he's like this might be the last season because ain't nobody was trying to tell him this was gonna continue on <laughs> versus this story has already been greenlit by for three seasons like going in so after the last kingdom and that should be ending soon this is netflix's uh pull for that audience to get them over here uh and i think that that's a smart bet to place that on what up stina it's mimi this is my feedback for season one season finale um i am in the bathroom before everybody starts bombarding me with what their wants and needs are so you're gonna hear like a fan because it's one of those lights that turn on the fan in the bathroom and the lights so i apologize um i'm hoping you haven't sent it you haven't posted it yet I completely forgot about upload. I was driving to Wisconsin Dells and I saw it pop up and I was like, damn, I didn't even watch it. And I literally watched The Flash probably about 20 minutes ago. And it's because everybody's asleep. And I purposely brought my laptop so I can watch it on the DVR here. <sighs> but I watched Vikings, um, I don't know, I think it was um, the wednesday maybe before derek's birthday i just i haven't had a chance to send any feedback i was able to do moonlight because i knew you were going to do moonlight first and i thought i was going to have time but uh, darren got called into work so i had four children i was responsible for i didn't want to leave them at the house so i had to go to the store like last minute because i couldn't do it before like my days have all been bombarded with like this house hunting thing that I just didn't expect it to be so, I don't know, like it's like rushed and like you, you don't have a second, like as soon as they post a house, like the market is so, I don't know, it's, I don't know what the word is, but the market does not give you a chance to breathe. Like there's been so many houses that as soon as it posted, like my uh, realtor would send them a message to schedule an appointment and then like as soon as they reply it'll be like something like oh they have like four or five offers and they're going for the best offer they're going for the highest offer y'all were not about to get me to spend sixty thousand dollars extra on a house that's not valued at that much i don't care how nice the house is so we ended up not even going to see it or we would get there and see it and we like it but then they expect us to, to start a bidding war no they can have it I, darren and i are in a place that we our contract is it's a house but it's it's leased until the end of july and i was like if we have to renew another year then we're just gonna have to renew another year like we're not homeless and we're in a house it's enough room it's only three of us and all the animals but it's like if they need that house that bad just let them win i i'm sorry i know the market is is for for people selling right now and I'm glad that they are able to sell their houses, but I'm not going to, it's like, to me, the same as purchasing anything. I'm not going to be bullied into buying something just because I wanted 
So it's just been a lot. And as soon as stuff comes up, no matter what I'm doing or what I have planned, I have to go look at the house. And if we like it, we have to put an offer in. Otherwise, you, you, you run the risk of other people seeing it and putting in offers that are higher than yours. And once they outbid us, I told Darren, we just gonna let them have it. So <laughs> with all of that three and a half minute rant said, that's why my life is is as jacked up right now and as unorganized as it is. Because as much as I planned this weekend, I didn't plan, well, I guess we didn't know that the, we were gonna be looking for a house like this. Like I didn't, I knew we were looking for a house. I knew we were gonna be looking for a house, but I guess I didn't expect it to be like this. The people that I know that have houses have had them for years and it was before the economy got to where it is. Actually, the people that I know that bought houses bought it back when the market crashed a while ago. So it, it must have been like this for them, but um, there was more, I guess it wasn't like this for them. There was more options and people were selling way less. So now people are getting way more money and it's less options. So it's, it's a lot different. So with that being said, I I thoroughly enjoyed this uh, Vikings. The one thing I will say that I hated was the fact that Christina was right. For one time, I want you to be wrong. And I want you to be so wrong that it makes the entire plot different from what you predicted. Not just one little thing, everything. And I can't wait to experience that joy of you being completely and absolutely utterly wrong about a character, about a plot twist, about everything. I know it's going to come. I just gotta be patient um, but you were right about um, what Harold was doing I thought he wanted power more than he wanted to be with um, Freitas but turns out he didn't um, I just felt like we couldn't trust Olaf because he the way he just like told um, Harold the like, I know what you're doing. I know this. I know that. I was like, Dad, he's just read the shit out of him. And then he told him the plan. I was like, okay, that seemed rather easy. Um, Harold was pretty clever in the way he told Leif. But, I mean, I just was like, Olaf might must have a backup plan. Or maybe he is deciding maybe that's not the route he wants to go. Maybe he'll come before that or, or after him. I wasn't sure. I don't know anything about strategies, but... Um, I will admit that Olaf's plan was actually very clever. Um, let uh, Karen <laughs> go in there and be a fool, the fool that he is. He was so hell bent on on Freitas that he, I, I don't know. I, I think he thought that because she's a woman or, or, you know what, more realistically, he probably thought because he feels as though he is the last he's going to win. And he fought better than I thought he was, but Freitas was ready for his ass. The way she um, chopped his head off was everything. <laughs> I, when she like stabbed him and like twisted it, I was like, yes, bitch, get him. And then when she like raised the sword, I was like, yes, is this, is this going to end how I think it is? Like, I wanted her to do something extra, like put his head on a pike. But I was like, she ain't got time for that. She got to get out of there. So I, I allowed to just like she just chopped his head off and it rolled. Everything was great. That was that was the death his raggedy ass deserved. Though I was very mad about the death of the what did they call them? Oh my god! I thought I, thought I would remember. 
the soldiers, the female soldiers of Kadigat. I don't remember what she called them, but the leader, like she died so like lamely. Like she died the same way that Harold was stabbed and Harold somehow managed to not be dead. Like the way she just got murked by those ninjas who climbed up the damn wall. It was like, I, like I'm not mad that she died because like uh, Ural Hawkins said, I think that's how you say your name. <clears throat> You know they're willing to die they'll be welcomed into valhalla at the at odin's table like that's fine it was the way they had her die that pissed me off like she just died so like blase like i expected her to be a boss bitch even in death i know you've seen those people like um on the game of thrones i don't know if you remember that tiny little the cute little queen she was like 11 that bitch went out like a fucking boss like she died but she bitch you coming with me like that's what i expected to happen like it was just so it wasn't a death deserving for the queen that she was she was a boss bitch and she was clearly the most skilled uh soldier there and it just made me mad the way she died and i expected like i liked the way they had uh the the leader of Kedagat was in the the fray of things like she wasn't hiding behind a throne she was like there it sucks that she died too but I'm actually not surprised like it it makes sense that you would target the leader like anybody with any kind of common sense would have done that so her death made sense I just I guess all of their deaths made sense it's just I don't expect you to to be killed like that like you shouldn't just be stabbed and just die like you should take your last breath and kill out kill as many of these motherfuckers as you can and that's what i expect her to do and they didn't so that stuck out of my mind and it made me angry um the other thing um i was once once shy said it too i was like damn they fucking right when you guys said that Liv wasn't gonna make it and i was thinking like afterwards i'm like why didn't i put this together i one of my many many gripes and if the writers ever <laughs> say something about what is what what happened in Valhalla that you're angry about it's the fact that I didn't get to see Leif and Liv smash and I don't care how vulgar how ratchet that sounds it's facts we got to see Harold and, and Freydis get it on multiple times and we didn't even get no like at least the after effects like you know the them like cuddled up afterwards we didn't get none of that so that means Leif ain't even get none like that's that man did you see him at the end i know he was supposed to be like basically his fucking father but that was the sexiest shit i ever seen i don't know it was something about that scream that he had he had no shirt on he was covered in blood that shit was sexy and i've always thought sam um uh corlett was fine that's clearly a given but he has the perfect body he's not super muscular and he's not super slim He's like perfect. Like you can tell he looks like he probably does cardio. Like he runs a lot. Oh my God. I I love that scene. And the, I think the icing on the cake to the ending was not the fact that my man's lost his boo thing. Because even their last scene together had me. I'm not even going to lie. I was in tears. Like I was fucking bawling my eyeballs out. Because I knew as soon as 
Shy agreed with you that Liv was going to die, that shit was going to happen. And I knew the moment they looked at each other and they had cleared out all the fucking enemies, like Liv was fucking murking people with that goddamn axe. And I was so proud of her. She was really, she's a fucking fierce ass warrior. And her and Leif were really going in, taking people out. And it was fucking awesome. But as soon as they were finished and we saw Olaf walking through, I was like, Olaf is about to be the one to kill her. Please don't let Olaf be the one to kill her. And of course, Olaf was the one that killed her. And in that moment, I knew Leif is about to turn into his father. And I was thoroughly, thoroughly pleased with the fact that Forkbeard showed up with that fleet for his canoe. And he was fucking petrified and alone. I wanted Leif to come up and murder him. But I was like, that might be something that they do next season it seems though i don't know how it's gonna work because leaf leif is the only one left because for whatever reason freitas found harold and and we gotta go you don't care about Liv and uh your brother <laughs> you're not gonna look for them i mean maybe that's a vikings thing maybe it's like we gotta get out of here and we'll meet so maybe that was a plan they had like if something happens and you retreat we're gonna meet here I don't know but I just felt like her like she saw Harold so maybe that's why she went to go save him maybe if she wouldn't have seen anybody she would have just left for herself I'm gonna go with that because I don't want to think that she just straight forgot she had a brother or she was like oh I guess he's dead he might be dead it's fine but like Harold and Freitas um are gone and realistically Harold would die probably from sepsis <laughs> because that wound he got is 100% infected. That knife that they used to stab him was dirty as fuck. So realistically, in those times, his ass would have died from infection. But let's use television and just say, I hope he's fine. Hope he just has a gnarly gut scar. But realistically people that got stabbed in the stomach died because the stomach is full of bacteria and if that bacteria is not contained in your intestines and in your colon and your small intestines your body is most likely gonna be invaded with that bacteria and not farewell but I'm not gonna pretend like I we're not gonna use my medical knowledge we're just gonna use TV knowledge we're gonna let him be fine and just gonna have a scar so hopefully they're riding off in the sunset to come up with a plan Kattegat is gone, so I don't know what the what their end game is gonna be, but I'm very happy to to watch and find out. Um, but Leif, to me, this is this is what I want for next season. First of all, and if I, I mean, I'm just gonna be real. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna pretend like I don't want this for purely sexist or selfish reasons, not sexist, selfish reasons. I want Leif to end up with someone that's brown in his next relationship because I literally want to live vicarious I know the likelihood of that is super slim because Vikings are white um, and we already lost our people of color so that's probably all we're gonna get and I'm fine with that but a bitch can dream you know what I'm saying anyway but I want him to hunt down I want him to join Forkbeard because now he's gonna be like his daddy and as soon as they find out and it sounds it seems as though I don't know maybe they can his, his um he looks like his dad or they just you know hear talks about the way people act and they know but it seems like a lot of people already know who he is so i'm hoping that Forkbeard doesn't think he is a part of um olaf's tribe i don't know but i'm hoping he like 
because at first I thought he was going to kill old dude's grandson. And I was like, this isn't going to fare well. But that little motherfucker ran. So I'm hoping he got away. Um, and I'm hoping Lave joins Forkbeard's fleet so that he can hunt down Olaf and get his revenge. Because I'm, I'm sure that we just watched the origin story of how Leif is about to become a villain. And then he's going he's gonna to hunt down Olaf because he killed Liv. That's the, his villain origin story. Um, and on the sure on the way he's probably gonna you know I don't know bury his grief through his penis in some vagina that's probably what's gonna happen um but I am really excited to see um and then let's jump over to um England where Emma was the queen boss bitch that she is the way <laughs> like first of all when they had her her um brother come get her I was like is that how they did people back then it makes sense because I know in Featherton Featherington what the fuck is the name Bridgington what the fuck am I talking about Bridgington one of the women died husbands that one of the women husband died and then they had to go send for another male family member like not even being a widow she couldn't just keep her estate like I don't know how that works but that sucks like women literally weren't were useless back then we were good for making children and having a husband like that's it I'm mad they <laughs> go get go get her brother and get her out of here like if I mean I it didn't turn out that way but just the the audacity of it all was just really hurtful and then um it turned out to be a ruse so that they could find the, sh the, the ships I loved it and her face and the fact that he took his grandson's um, I don't think um, Trash Lady from The Walking Dead is going to fare well because Forkbeard don't seem very forgiving <laughs> and you literally betrayed him. So I don't know if he is one of those people who just like to murk, like you'll just have your head cut off or if he's a spiteful bitch like the lady from The Game of Thrones got uh, Joffrey's mom because she was a fucking cunt and the way she went about murdering people or getting her revenge was evil and everlasting so I guess we will see um I think that's all my points um I will end it here hopefully you haven't sent it off yet and I can make it but we will see um until next time love peace Harry's the black girl magic queen of the couch Mimi out that was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. <laughs> oh, you had me cracking up. You was like, I'm going to record. Well, fuck it. She already did it. And then Shy comes in the chat like she said she was holding it. <laughs> yes, I was going to hold for you to be uh, to get your finale thoughts. I understood that you were having a busy weekend and there was no rush. And you've been on this journey all the way through. So, of course, I would wait for you to get your feedback thoughts on the finale. Uh, on to your thoughts regarding finale. First and foremost, I'm so jealous because I would love to be Kyle. I was just at <laughs> Great Wolf, Wolf Lodge. And the thing is, Kalahari and Sandusky is right down the street from Great Wolf Lodge. And I was like, yeah, that's the fancy one. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll attempt to go there. But that's the higher priced one. And it's the same shit water <laughs> splashing <laughs> room food technically where it's at you don't even have to eat food at the place i didn't even know that when i was there i was like oh damn we could have went and got some texas row house and brought that shit in they didn't have bad food at the restaurant but i digress 
in regards to the house market it is pretty rapidly moving right now yeah because a lot of people are trying to sell they're trying to get out of their homes so of course they're trying to take the the offer why they think it's hot <laughs> but as you said yeah i'm not overpaying I'm, I'm completely right it's like when i was looking for my car i went a whole year without having a car and my mom was like i can't believe you went a whole year without i was like bitch i'm not about to go pay for something just because i need it like i didn't need it at the time i was working from home and for the most part uh at the time because my other car totaled out right after the pandemic or right before the pandemic um my daughter was at home so i was like i see no reason why we need to go i need to go get a car <laughs> was it a whole year i don't know i don't know if it was a whole year but it definitely was time that i just didn't rush out and go get a vehicle and i could have and i did go to several places sit there for 12 hours as they go through paperwork we even got to the point where we were ready to sign the paperwork and i was like fuck no look at this interest rate <laughs> so i said yeah i think it was about a year i was like let me give me some time clean up my credit report do what i need to do didn't even need a co-signer when i got my car as i was gonna need it prior sometimes it's better to just wait don't rush because you want to so that is a good uh thought process and i was laughing when he's like i need you to be wrong <laughs> i'm wrong on some occasions because you've pointed them out to me in other television shows but in this particular case and i'm a little familiar with the history beforehand so well some of it i it just feels very tv ish <laughs> so <laughs> the minute i didn't see them fucking is the minute i knew that they she was not going to live <laughs> like this is the more he was like last episode you soothed me i was like yep mm-hmm mm-hmm because i know that berserker is coming out and when you get to the history later on in this podcast you'll see it's not just a even it's a generational type of uh violent temper that the eric sons have eric his father is <laughs> probably his father before him so yeah he's already he comes from famous stock already uh and he was known for what he's known for and he is a good i mean he was taught by his father so of course he's tried all his life to not be him and now immediately he gets it <laughs> and i'm so here for that too um they were called the shield maidens and i agree I think that they all died rather offhandedly and i'm not upset that they died either you know taking a last stand for the place that you are defending yeah that sounds about right that's a good place to go to valhalla on uh and the fact that we never really got to know them you know so it's not like i'm gonna have a huge emotional impact on that because they really weren't a huge part of the plot however this is the person that taught freydis everything she knew um she was a badass like that one scene she still had in the great hall where she was like uh-uh not today with rna um yeah i think that she could have gotten a little bit more to her scene i understand that's what happens in combat because that'll be the other like yeah everyone doesn't get a big hoorah it's usually uh very very plain like i'm thinking about how another character died in vikings because i ended up binge watching the last two seasons um and i was very surprised at a big character having a very 
nonchalant death and it actually made a whole bunch of sense i got it because that's exactly what it is warfare it's like no you don't get but it's a tv show and i wanted to see the few black people that we had have a bigger death that's all because she had taken out a few people with her with her her with her hammer like Liv did Liv got to beat some ass before she got stabbed I just wanted the same uh amount of attention given to a character that one is so rarely stands out as the black character right or the two black characters and uh you know that's what some of us showed the fuck up for it I'm just kidding kidding i do like vikings and yes i remember that pint size queen in game of thrones she was the she was the best right she was the best it feels like harold or freitas did forget she had a brother and i'm gonna be real mad next season if they were just off somewhere because i have a feeling after this battle it it felt as if their journeys were diverging I will wait till next season to completely judge her but for right now I feel like she straight up left him <laughs> uh I think this guy thinks I shut the slam the window shut because he's always got his biggest f- fucking truck y'all know that guy always by a window I need it's my fault I know I know I'm not really even blaming him I need to move my computer stand away from this fucking window if I'm so annoyed by the noise um and then i realized that i moved it over here because of the plug outlet on the other one that looks like it's going out and thus uh now i need to figure out where else in the room i can move my my computer stuff because right here is not working for me uh i apologize for the kids upstairs i can't even get it out they're just they're 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 that's just what they do um lastly just to wrap it up yes women were property um i don't think that they're gonna kill agawufi because of her children but i think that they would banish her like they're pretty slow to kill to do regis you know kill royalty uh henry the eighth was very famous for killing all his wives but everyone else for the most part would just send him to a nunnery (laughs) uh and i'm so with you i don't care if it's a selfish i said the same thing in charmed i'm like i don't really give a fuck i'm just gonna admit i want to vicariously live through a black or brown woman and i want that person to be fucking life i don't care if it's realistic i don't need it to be fucking realistic (laughs) ultimately this shit is fiction whether it's based on vikings or not it's fucking fiction we can roll with fiction however we choose to roll with fiction and they're already doing it with the caucasian characters give him a brown or black love interest that's what we're throwing out there right now that's what we want give it to the people everybody else can have their little romances give us one interracial romance in this show we are gonna wrap up the mailbag and head over into some history history oh history how i love thee let's talk about the vikings who they are via most of this information is gauged as i stated earlier from the uh sagas of eric the red and and leif erickson respectively so we're going to start with leif also spelled leif erickson old norse 
nicknamed Leif the Lucky, was a Norse Viking who is best known for arguably being the first European to have set foot on North American soil. Along with his crew in 1000 CE, which is Common Era, we no longer, in case you didn't know, use uh, BC or uh, AD as our tracking points because it's technically tied to Christianity. If you want to use after Christ and before Christ, that's fine. But uh, most uh, most historians now are using Common Era and Before Common Era. Born in Iceland around 790 to or 700 and 970 to 980 CE, Leif was the son of the famous Eric the Red, who set up the first Viking settlement in Greenland in the late night keep on to say 19 980 ce after his father's death just after a thousand ce leif succeeded him as chieftain of greenland leif's ancestry lies in jaren norway where his grandfather thorvald son of asvald Ulfsson, got into such a degree of trouble by killing someone that he packed up his family and fled to iceland where the Norse had been present since the last quarter of the 9th century. There, Thorvald, Thorvald died, leaving his son Eric to carve out a life for himself. The saga relays how Leif, who is described as a promising young man, wants to sail from Greenland to Norway one summer, but is blown off course to the Hebrides, where the sub-optical sailing conditions keep him stranded there all summer there he makes use of a previously established norse foothold on the islands lucky for leif his holiday is anything but boring he meets a lady of high birth named thorguna whom he falls in love with to such a degree she states she is pregnant by the time leif is ready to set sail again Although Thorguna wishes to go home with Leif, her family's approval has not been sought and according to the saga, Leif feels reluctant to abduct a woman of such high birth from a foreign country. Um, she is not happy with, his, uh, with this and informs Leif she will send her child over to him in Greenland as soon as he is old enough to travel. Thorguna later gives birth to a son, Thorgis, Thorgils, what's all with all these T's? Who eventually does come to Greenland and is recognized by Leif as his son, or so the saga says. Leif then continues the journey to his original destination, Norway, where he swears loyalty to Olaf Trigivason, the king of Norway. Yeah, that Olaf. This is the crux of Leif Erikson's fame, the European discovery of the islands, the Norse called Vinland or Wineland, on the eastern shores of North America, closer to Canada, a landmass which was of course already inhabited. The settlement, which could have housed between 70 to 90 people, was set up for work crews who probably used the site as a gateway location, overwintering there and then launching expeditions to other regions where they gather timber, grapes, furs, and other valuable resources. Eric the Red died sometime in the years just before 1000 CE. Leif succeeded him, becoming chief of Greenland and returning there to sort stuff out while passing on the Vinland baton to his deputies, all family and extended family. 
And that comes from worldhistory.org slash Leif Erikson. Let's go on to Harold Hardrada or Harold, is it Hardrada? Or Harold III Sigerson is often known as the last real Viking, uh, which is kind of ironic in the show as his love right now, Freitas, is the last pagan. And maybe he was what many understood by a real viking he was born in 1015 son to the chieftain sigurd sia and with war in the blood from when he was a 15 year old participant in the battle of sticks till he died during the norwegian invasion of england in 1066 which is a big deal because anyone who knows anything about british history they do know 1066 (laughs) that is when british history uh definitely became a new sort of history it's taken over the whole entire country we all know what his name was william the conqueror harold distinguished himself in the battle of stickelstad a battle between the danish king canute the great and harold's half-brother the later norwegian king saint olaf Haroldson being on the losing side however Harold had to flee first he went to Kiev uh Kiev did I say Kiev or Kiev I think they say Kiev I think we've been saying it Kiev where he found protection with Prince Yaroslav a descendant of some of the Vikings who settled there then Harold moved on to Constantinople where he fought in the so-called Venrangian guard this was an elite unit in the byzantine army consisting of vikings englishmen and normans as a commander in the byzantine army harold fought in places as far apart as the mediterranean asia minor sicily the holy land and in constantinople proper i like to also point out these places had people of color in them he returned to Scandinavia uh, 1046 where he was quick to play his part in the local entanglements there. Here the Norwegian Danish king Magnus the Good fought the Danish pretender Savin Savin Estradison? Jesus. Initially Harold and Savin joined forces but when Magnus offered Harold co-kingship he betrayed Savin shortly afterwards in 1047 magnus died magnus willed harold to have norway and savine denmark harold was not content with this however and in the following years he and savine often crossed swords both on land and at sea having forced his way to the kingship harold would have to convince the aristocracy that he was the right person to rule norway alone to establish domestic alliances he married torah Torbergstadter of one of the most powerful Norwegian families. Harold was married to Elsiv of Kiev in uh, 1025, sometime between 1025 and after 1066, so possibly 1044, 1045. And they had an unknown number, possibly several children, according to Snorri Sturluson. They had two daughters. The primary opposition to Harold's rule would be the descendants of Haken Sigurdsson, 
from the powerful dynasty dynasty of the earls of laid who had controlled northern norway and trongledag trongledag with much autonomy under the norwegian king it was from his power struggle with the norwegian aristocracy that harold got himself the reputation that gave him the nickname hardrada or the hard ruler early on september 25th of 1066 harold and tostig departed their landing place at recall with most of their forces but left a third of their forces behind in an attempt to uh, at this time um take over england they bought only light bought only light armor as they expected to just meet the citizens of york as they had agreed the day before at Stamford bridge to decide on who should manage the town under harold harold saw godwinson's forces approaching yeah godwinson's heavily armed and armored and greatly outnumbering harold's harold's army was in the end heavily defeated harold was struck in the throat by an arrow and arrow and killed early in the battle and that is from uh vikings kib uh yeah i'll just post the the (laughs) i'll post the references in the show notes speaking of godwin of wessex uh he godwin himself became one of the most powerful earls in england under the danish king canute the great king of england from 1016 to 1035 and his successors canute made godwin the first earl of wessex godwin was the father of king harold the second and edith i lost my place my notes of wessex there's the edith yeah edith of wessex who in 1045 married king errol errol edward the confessor from 1042 to 1066 that's another huge name again i love britain english united kingdom technically uh history (laughs) so all of these names all make sense to me uh i'm really kind of mad that i uh i completely forgot how big king canute was but it makes sense and then learning how all of those vikings basically descended into the last true saxon viking dane law type of control but it's but the thing is they we were taken over england britain itself by another viking he just came from another part (laughs) of the viking heritage put roots somewhere else and those roots were in france godwin was born in 1001 likely in sussex after canute seized the throne in 1016 godwin godwin's rise was rapid by 1018 he was an earl probably of eastern wessex and then by around 1020 of all wessex between 1019 and 1023 he accompanied canute on an expedition to denmark where he distinguished himself and shortly afterwards married githa i knew they was exchanging a look the sister of the danish earl ulf who was married to canute's sister estrid Canute died in 1035 and England was disputed between Harold Harefoot, Canute's son, with Agufi of Northampton. So we met him in this episode, that little boy. 
and hartha canute his son by emma of normandy oh it's nice to see that that uh that feud is going to be going strong for a while now all the way until adulthood godwin supported hartha canute crown king of denmark and as the latter was beset with a norwegian i don't know what's wrong with me saying words norwegian invasion of denmark it was agreed that harold should act as english regent for these two half brothers in 1036 alfred y'all killing me with these names Althing, Altheling, younger son of emma of normandy and Althred, i know that one the unready attempted an invasion of england but he was intercepted by godwin who handed him to harold harefoot alfred was blinded and died soon afterwards oh <laughs> godwin's responsibility for the crime was disputed but whatever the truth is uh, it left a stain which affected his future in 1037 the uh, with hartha canute still in war-stricken denmark harold was recognized as the king almost certainly with godwin's support wait harold oh yeah that's the other one um in 1040 harold harefoot died and godwin backed the successful ascension of hartha canute to the throne of england when hartha canute died in 1042 godwin supported the claim of athelred's last surviving son edward the confessor to the throne edward had spent most of the previous 30 years in normandy his reign restored to the throne of england the native quote-unquote royal house of wessex a branch now in blood intertwined with the danish norman dynasty of emma of normandy uh that that's just think of that norman normandy she comes from good ass stock y'all uh which is why why there was the that whole um well if you know anything about william the conqueror you know this all ties in as edward drew advisors nobles and priests from his and his mother's normano french circle to develop his own power base godwin led opposition to the influx of the nascent european european norman dominion after a violent clash between people of dover and the visiting eustace ii count of bouillon godwin was ordered to punish the people of dover as he and leofric earl of mercia had done in worcester or War, yeah worcester worcester in that earldom this time however godwin refused choosing to champion his own countrymen against a visiting foreign power and defying his own king edward saw this as a test of power negotiating the backing of seward earl of northumbria and leofric to attain and exile godwin godwin and his sons were exiled from england in september of 1051 he along with his wife geetha and sons selwyn tostig and girth sought refuge in flanders sons of leofwine and harold fled to dublin where they gained the shelter and help of let's just say king of leinster they all returned to england the next year with armed forces gaining the support of the navy burghers and peasants so compelling edward to restore the earldom this set up a precedent 
to set a precedent followed by a rival earl before 1066 then by godwin's own son tostig in 1066 the year after his restoration to earldom on april 15th godwin suddenly died days after collapsing at the royal banquet at winchester his son harold godwinson succeeded him as earl of wessex that is overlord of the roughly of roughly the southernmost third of england on the deaths of earl of seward in northumbria in 1055 and later at the gar earl of mercia in 1062 the children of godwin were poised to take near total overlordship of england under the king Tostig was helped into the earldom of northumbria approximating to england's northern third the mercian earl for the central third of england was then sidelined especially after harold and Tostig broke the welsh mercian alliance in 1063 harold later succeeded edward the confessor and became king of england um and in his own right in 1066 unfortunately he didn't get to be king for long uh and that's why i said i know godwin godwin sin that's why that name was so familiar to me i'm like ah it's all making sense at this point both harold's remaining brothers in england were among his normal or nominally loyal earls wessex vested in the king directly and he had married the sister of earl eadwin of mercia uh who replaced Tostig? thus his house of godwin looks set to found a multi-generational royal dynasty but instead harold was overthrown and killed in the norman conquest by william the conqueror his mother's descendants <laughs> actually it wouldn't be his mother's my bad it would be emma of normandy's descendants uh, that was all from wikipedia.org earl of wessex let's go to king canute or canute the first or canute the great as he is called well he was born in england or he was king of england denmark and norway and governor or overlord of shishudwig and pomerania <laughs> canute is generally regarded as a successful ruler who bought peace brought peace to the people of over whom he ruled england was so peaceful during his reign that he frequently was able to leave the british isles to deal with affairs elsewhere although england was his base it continues he was the son of king Silwin forkbeard of denmark canute's mother was gunhild formerly daughter of ms Hoko, the first of poland Miziko, the first of poland Canute was reared by a mother whose own mother, Dubraka, had been abducted from a religious house and married to the first Duke of Poland, Maiziko, who later adopted Christianity. This, along with his father's stout beliefs, was probably the foundation of Canute's pragmatic relation to religion, which would later greatly influence both Denmark and Britain. It is hard to conclude if Canute's devotion to the church came out of a deep religious devotion or merely as a means to consolidate and increase his political power. Even though Canute was accepted as a Christian monarch after the conquest, the army he led to England was largely heathen, so he had to accept 
uh, the tolerance of the pagan religion canute died in 1035 at shaftesbury in dorset and was buried in winchester on his death canute canute was succeeded in denmark by hartha canute reigning as canute the third harold took power in england however ruling into his death in 1040 whereupon the two crowns were again briefly reunited under hartha canute he had four children uh, two by that elgawif of northampton which was harold of harefoot who ended up being king of england and so sween sewing nutson who ended up being king of norway and then his two children with emma of normandy hartha canute king of denmark and england and guhilda gunhilda of denmark wed to henry the third of the holy roman empire let's discuss emma of normandy she was the wife of two kings of anglo-saxon england uh athelred the unready reigned in 978 to 1016 and canute reigned from 1016 to 1035 and she was the mother of two other english kings she was a key political figure in her own right and a major force in the turbulent politics of the 11th century england emma was an important figure in canute's government surviving documents describe her as advising the king the only surviving manuscript image of canute found in the book of life from the new minster uh winchester also features emma they are shown standing on either side of the altar at the monastery where they were remembered as major benefactors after canute's death emma continued to influence anglo-saxon politics as she tried to make one of her sons hartha canute or edward king of england however their claims to the throne were challenged by harold harefoot canute's son with his first wife the english woman alcohol giffy of northampton <laughs> we're never gonna get her name right hartha canute and harold ruled england jointly between 1035 and 1037 emma may also have encouraged a failed invasion of england in 1036 by her sons edward and alfred in which alfred died in 1037 emma and hartha canute were driven into exile harold harefoot died in 1040 at which point hartha canute became king hartha canute does not seem to have been popular in 1041 emma possibly arranged for his older half-brother edward to become joint ruler in england in 1042 the hartha canute died or the hartha canute, hartha canute died and edward the confessor became the sole king of england despite her efforts on his behalf edward was not entirely sympathetic to his mother and he deprived emma of much of her wealth she died in 1052 and was buried in winchester you do everything for the ungrateful little bastards and this is how they repay you um let's go on to freitas i thought this is one of the more shocking stories that i uncovered i was like oh they definitely are being very lenient with what's going on with freitas she is the last of our true vikings we are going to go over in our uh knowledge section here so freitas was one of the children of eric the red also they don't say in the show that there's a br another brother going around the man who led the colonization of greenland 
Eric the Red is known to have been very hot-tempered. Born in around AD. See, they did AD in this particular article. 970, the name of Freitas' mother is unknown and she was probably illegitimate. Nevertheless, she still seems to have grown up with her father and brothers, Thorvald, Thornstein, and the famous explorer Leif Erikson. So no, we missing two whole damn brothers. She was also married to a man named Torvald, but he is not painted in a very flattering light in the sources. He is presented as a bit of a weakling, especially in comparison to his ferocious wife. Freitas found herself engaged in conflict with the Native Americans. It is said that it arose as a result of a failed trading, of failed trading attempts with the locals that the Vikings called Scarelegs, Scraylegs, Scraylings. However, considering Freitas's temperament, it is not hard to believe that her actions may have per, uh, precipitated the conflict. According to the saga, following her their failed attempt at trade, the Native Americans attacked the Viking camp at night. They probably used some of some kind of catapult, as they are described as attacking with rods that made unusual sounds. These were weapons that the Vikings had never seen before and caused most of them to flee in panic. According to the legend, only Freitas, who was eight months pregnant at the time, had the courage to stay behind and fight. Facing the enemy alone, the odds were against her. She grabbed a sword and started beating her bare chest with it and screaming bloody murder, all while eight months pregnant. It is said that the locals were so startled and terrified by the sight that they fled. Yeah, I don't believe that either. Thorfinn Kalsafini's expedition returned to Greenland not long after the raid on their camp. But Freitas was disappointed with their failure and determined to replicate the successes of not only her brother Leif, but of the successful voyages that her other brothers had also made to Vinland. She was not done with the New World. Determined to strike on her own, but needing support, Freitas convinced two Icelandic brothers, Helgi and Finnbogi, to partner in a private expedition with her. They were to share the expenses, both the brothers and Freitas bring the some were to bring the same number of men and share the spoils 50-50. Or, you know, it's a third. Or maybe the brothers split between them. Freitas also organized with her brother Leif to use the houses and the other infrastructure that he had established in Vinland, giving them a foothold in the territory. Right from the start, Freitas broke her word. She set out after the brothers in order to be able to bring more men with her than she had agreed, giving her the upper hand when they arrived. Upon arrival, the brothers had already set up camp in the houses of Leif. Freitas immediately expelled them with her superior manpower and claiming that she was first on the home uh, she had first claim on the homes as the sister of Leif despite this Freitas and the brothers managed to cooperate in their trading and pillaging operations no doubt being alone in a strange land far from home gave both sides the motivation to work together but Freitas was not done with her betrayal shortly before the expedition was set to return to Europe Freitas beat herself to make it appear that the brothers had mistreated her she then went to her husband who had accompanied her on the expedition and demand that he and their men slaughter the Icelandic brothers. It seems that Torvald was reluctant and so Freitas threatened to divorce him if he did not avenge her. Torvald did lead the men to kill the Icelandic party but left five women who were also in the camp alive. Furious and not wanting any witnesses left alive to tell others 
what had happened in a blind rage freydis killed the five women herself she also threatened all of her own men not to tell anyone what had happened or that they would suffer the same fate when they returned to greenland knowing his sister leif erickson then chieflin of greenland was suspicious of the story told he tortured three of freydis's men until they revealed the truth of her betrayal although leif was angry with his sister he did not punish her due to their bond of family loyalty however he did predict that nothing good would come of freydis or her descendants which appears to be the case and she has dropped out of history from that point so not the best character freydis <laughs> yeah, they definitely did a 180 of her in the show and i wonder how much how much licensing they're gonna take uh with some of these characters and it also convinces me that i'm right that it's definitely gonna be breaking that relationship at some point uh that uh, you're gonna have leif going back to greenland at some point uh, that he's probably about to go on his lone man journey actually right now in the next few seasons <laughs> and meet uh his wife and and well at least he loved her uh, but he didn't abduct her and he does ha- end up having kids it's uh he's very much removed so we have like two stories that lined up and maybe they the way they ended this season you got Leif and his side he going back to greenland his sister's gone and then you have freydis who's more caught up with what harold is doing until maybe eventually she makes her way back to greenland but yeah now the the whole leif discovered america thing there is an eric the red saga a little bit of discrepancy depending on leif or eric's whichever you follow because it does seem as if leif was constantly his entire life in his father's shadow and that his father was the one that was supposed to lead the expedition to vinland but he got uh injured during a horsing accident or something like that and could not go thus leif was the one that went in his steed so there's uh another account that that actually didn't happen he wanted leif to lead the expedition either way he was the one that discovered it but there is some definitely tension with some of the earlier dialogue in the season about him wanting to live out of his father's shadow and it turns out (laughs) he pretty much uh ends up right back in it in the end the irony so that is it for our history lesson like i said we're going to jump into vikings the original series probably this summer so look out for that if you want to send feedback for suspicion beginning next week taking this slot you can i actually know reacher is taking this spot spot right yeah i believe it's reacher uh so blackercouch at gmail.com or just look out for the schedule (laughs) my social media will be below remember to like share and subscribe to get all the updates on when we are posting and what we are posting Uh, until next time peace hair grease blacker magic